0: ATTENTION! This makes absolutely no sense. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Xander's Facts. Oh, yes, it is. What's happening, y'all? Welcome into the latest edition of the Xander's Facts podcast. I am, of course, the aforementioned Xander. Welcome into episode... 18. The big one eight. How about that? On the first week of June. We're finally getting into summer. Even though we're here in Virginia where two days ago the high was in the 50s. But it's summertime! And thank you all for listening to the Xander's Facts Podcast, the only podcast with all the facts. We're following the facts here, the Xander's Facts Podcast. And remember, if you want to support the Zanders Facts podcast, because you get all the facts. Then remember to follow, click the follow button, the download button on each episode, rate the podcast, review the podcast, follow the podcast on the Twitter and the Facebook and the Instagram, building up that following on the Instagram, on the Gram. How about that? Jump on it and remember to spread the facts. The biggest thing. Tell all your friends about the data Facts podcast if you're heading out to the pool. Go tell all, everyone, even the lifeguards, about the Xander's Facts podcast, the greatest podcast in the world, because we've got all the facts. And we've got a big show to start out this June. How about that? We've got NBA playoffs. I'm doing okay, prediction-wise. You know, fan-wise, not so much, but we'll talk about that. We'll talk about what happened on Saturday, the Champions League. We had a whole show about that last week and something big happened. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. And we'll also, oh my gosh, we're going to get back into the world of politics. How about that? Politics. We're going to talk about, so actually something happened over this weekend that you probably know, but that we're going to discuss. We're going to do another deep dive here on the Zeroes Facts podcast on politics. But let's start with our sports. Let's do a little quick recap here with the NBA playoffs, because the first round is starting to wrap up. We've got Two teams that have clinched spots in the second round. They're actually going to play each other. The Bucks, Milwaukee, became the first team to reach the second round after they sweep the Heat. I know. Heat's my, I well, you're saying, Xander, the Heat's your team. I know. But I picked the Bucks to win that series, so that's okay. Ha ha, loser. The Bucks sweep the Heat four games to zero. <laughs> they finished that on Saturday. The defending Eastern Conference champion. Ugh. They were awful they were awful terrible the only game they were close in was that first game and then they just fell apart it was terrible so the bucks we know who the bucks are going to play they're going to play the nets oh because the nets became the second team to reach the second round after they beat the celtics on tuesday night they clinched that 4-1 series win tuesday night when i'm recording this so, the Nets and the Bucks will face off in the second round. Oh, it's going to be epic. Spot in the Easter Conference finals on the line. Oh, what? And how about this? Both Hillbilly and I, we both had the Bucks and the Nets winning those series, squaring off the second round. How about that? We are 2 0 in our predictions, both of us, for the playoffs. Play in doesn't count. That's stupid. The playoffs we're two and oh how about that and we've got some chances to move up in that category because we've still got matchups going on we've got six other series that are going on right now so in the east i told you the bucks beat the heat the nets beat the celtics those those are over the bucks and the nets will play each other in the second round next week sometime we don't even know It, it depends on when the other series end and it looks like they'll end pretty quickly Maybe even on Wednesday. Maybe when you're listening to this podcast. I don't know. Because the Sixers and the Wizards series. Well, uh, the Sixers were up three out. The Wizards won. They beat the Sixers for the first time in the series on Monday night because Joel Embiid was injured in the first quarter, I think, and he didn't play the rest of the game. And the Wizards barely won, so I don't have much hope for that. The 76ers lead the series three games to one right now. Game five is on Wednesday. I'm a Wizards guy, too. But that'll probably be the clincher. And then I, the only thing I'll have to root for in these playoffs are my picks. Are my facts. So that's a good thing to root for. And the Hawks. Oh, Knicks fans, I'm sorry. Because they're about to lose. The Hawks lead that series over the New York Knicks. Three games to one. Atlanta. Game five is also on Wednesday. I picked the Hawks. I don't remember. Uh, yeah. The Hawks are going to they're going to win on wednesday i think how about that for xander's fact mark that down (laughs) hawks are going to win sixers are going to win eastern conference is going to be done i mean the hawks and knicks i thought was going to be a good series but the the hawks are just a really good team they're probably one of the hottest teams in the nba right now just be, you know their coaching change we talked about earlier there's facts so let's go to the west right now the 1-8 series is the jazz Now, the Jazz looked like they were in trouble that first game. They lost to the Grizzlies, who were the eighth seed. But we talked about that last week. But the Jazz have won three straight. They've gotten Donovan Mitchell back. They look like a complete team. They lead that series three games to one over the Grizzlies. Game five is on Wednesday. Again, so many. There's four games on Wednesday. Holy cow. Wow. The Grizzlies put up. These are close games. Like, the gri- like the Jazz aren't blowing them out. These are close games. So, uh, Game 5 could go either way. But I think the Jazz will ultimately clinch that series, as they should. But the Grizzlies are kind of giving them a run for their money, which could make them vulnerable in the second round. And in the second round, they're going to play either the 4-seed Los Angeles Clippers or the 5-seed Dallas Mavericks, who I picked to go to the finals. <laughs> well, uh... I don't know how that's looking. They, those two are tied right now. They've each won two games apiece. Game five is Wednesday. I'm that's oof because the Clippers are starting to come on now. Paul George looks pretty good. Playoff P, he's not playoff P. Please give me a break. But uh, I'm kind of getting worried about my Mavericks here. So game five's Wednesday. I if i'll stick with the mavericks here in that series but i'm getting a little worried oops and whoever plays in that second round against the jazz they might have a i don't know the jazz are kind of getting a run for their money so that'll be interesting to see top of the western conference to the bottom of the bracket in the west though it's the nuggets and the trailblazers and this series i think has been closer than people thought because the trailblazers really haven't done anything in the playoffs recently but they're kind of giving the nuggets a run for their money so the nuggets won tuesday night so they now lead the series three games to two game six is on thursday you know the nuggets if they had jamal murray i mean i doubt the trailblazers would have won those two games even though those two games really haven't been close the trailblazers really kicked them in the mouth in those two games especially the first game that they played in the series this is an interesting series i think the nuggets will still win i picked the nuggets I also picked the Suns to beat the Lakers, and that's looking pretty good right now, too, because the Suns just beat the Lakers when they went back to Phoenix on Tuesday night. Game five, they won, so they now lead the series three games to two. Game six is on Thursday. Anthony Davis is injured. He is struggling. I don't know what LeBron's doing, but the Suns, they've got Chris Paul. They've got Devin Booker, who I really like. I think he's a really good player. I think they'll win. Uh, Slow down there. And I think the Suns will win that uh, second round series too against whoever they play. Nuggets or Trailblazers because those two teams are kind of beat each other up. Suns are kind of getting a lot from the Lakers too because, I mean, I think the Lakers are still the favorites to win the West. But I think the Suns will win that series. How about that for you? Predictions, Xander's facts. I'm already 2-for-0 in the first round. Let's make it 8-0. and o. It's the truth. Well, I don't think I had the Lakers in there, so whatever. Sanders facts we're gonna go eight for zero, and then we're gonna promote it that's what i've got for the nba let's quickly transition to the sport of football the world of football across the pond because if you didn't see it there was a big game on saturday at three o'clock in the afternoon everyone stopped whatever they were doing not in this country but around the world they did the champions league final we had a whole podcast on it last week we had my bud and Matt Adams on, and we both said Chelsea's going to win. And I was like, they have the best player in the world. How can they not? Well, it turns out that we were correct. What do you say? Another Xander's facts. The facts strike again. How about that? Chelsea wins. That's cool. The Champions League final, they beat Manchester City 1-0. What a game that was. They've won their second champions league title in three tries they won it in 2012 they lost in 2008 they won it in 2021 the champions league trophy is going to stamford bridge people i mean how about that and our guy christian pulisic the best player in the world if you didn't know that's a Zander's fact Xander's facts. he was a sub i kind of got mad at tukey you know our guy the manager of chelsea because he didn't have pulisic starting that game but he came back, he came in the game in the 66th minute. Big fact incoming! How about this? He became, when he entered that game in the 66th minute, Christian Pulisic became the first ever American to play in a Champions League final. I mean, how about that? Big time stuff for the best player in the world. And he almost had a goal. So Chelsea was up one nothing at that point because their goal came in the first half, I believe. So he almost had the second goal of the game in the 73rd minute because he had a great chance on the right side. The goalie was, you know, running up to him, though, so it caused him to miss it to the left. But, I mean, that w- I would have gone nuts. That would have been awesome. But he still becomes the first American in history to win the UEFA Champions League final while playing in the game. There was actually an American who was on the winning team. How about this? Hovon Karofsky, who won it with Borussia Dortmund, back In 1997, so how about that for Zainer's Fact? But Christian Pulisic, the winner of Champions League final, he should have been the MVP. I don't know if they do that MVP thing there, but still. And he was, you know, did you see him holding up the trophy at the end wearing his US national team jacket? I mean, how about that? Zainer's Fact. So, as I said, both my bud, Adams, and I, we both picked Chelsea to win. I said they were gonna win 4 0 they didn't i think her prediction was like 2-1 or something but so it was kind of closer but i got manchester city's score right so i mean how about that overrated however there was also another game last week we predicted the europa league final it was via real manchester united they went to penalty kicks and via real won i mean never heard of that team before they did. They won. It was eleven to ten in penalty kicks. Like I think they each scored a goal in regular time, and then Villarreal Wade made eleven penalty kicks. Manchester United one made ten. That was pretty crazy. I didn't actually watch that game, but I heard it was pretty cool. I so I went one for two, but I made the I got the biggest one right. So Xander's facts in my record book is still perfect because I don't care about via real and manchester united the europa league for now i still love everyone so that's our sports recap we just went 13 minutes i mean we'll see so now we got to get to this politics thing because we got some urgent stuff going on people and we haven't talked about politics in weeks last week was vacation week this week we're back on it we're back on the Sanders facts grind and we're going back to politics so we've got i said you might have heard about what happened last week last weekend in texas gave a little spoiler probably heard if you haven't though something interesting happened sunday night at the texas state capitol so the texas house which is part of their legislature as we know was prepared on sunday night to vote on senate bill seven what is senate bill seven slow down buddy well that is a bill that would enable voting restrictions we t- we heard about the ones in georgia and florida and all those they're trying to pass a similar one in texas they were trying to however there was a deadline for legislators to get all bills in by midnight on sunday night monday morning to- so the governor could sign them at the end of the legislative session well with about an hour left until the deadline it was like 11 o'clock the ho- all the democrats in the house they started texting each other they were like we're gonna do a walkout but we need to do it discreetly so they don't catch us so all the democrats in the house started exiting the building very discreetly so that no one would get them no one would find them and no one found them. it was hilarious they staged a walkout and they prevented the legislature from forming a quorum and being able to have a vote on the bill because they needed a certain number of members in the chamber to be able to vote on the bill on the floor and they weren't able to because all the democrats left so it did not pass nothing has or it didn't they didn't even vote on it so you're like what's so bad about senate bill seven let's talk about it let's do a deep dive xander's facts politics deep dive what is included in senate bill seven listen up shout out texas tribune i got a lot of information from the texas tribune here for the steep dive so senate bill seven similarly to that georgia bill that we were talking about and we're gonna get to big stuff this bill cuts back on early voting hours in texas it sets up a window between 6 a.m. and 9 p.m. in the last week of early voting on weekdays. However, so this limits what counties can do. Because Harris County in Texas, which is the largest county in Texas, it's the home of Houston, that's where Houston is, it used 24-hour voting last year, so you could vote whenever you wanted. And they plan to use it in the future. But with this bill, they can't do that. And other counties used to remain open for early voting until 10 p.m. Can't do that anymore because of this bill. It also limits early voting on Sundays from 1 to 9 p.m. It bans drive through voting where you vote without even leaving your car, which, you know, worked for a lot of people with disabilities. Pretty easy to vote. It also bans ballot drop boxes. Remember, we could just go slot it in somewhere. Your mail-in vote. It bans those. We were talking about... It had one of those per county, and there's over 2 million people in Harris County, so there was one ballot box. Now there's going to be zero. You know, how about that? Huh. Not good stuff, Zaner's facts. It also makes it a felony for local officials to send mail-in ballot applications to voters who did not request them. Universal mail-in voting. That's what states like California... And Washington and maybe Oregon do. I know Oregon does it, yeah. You know, those West Coast states do that. They send mail in ballots to everybody, all the registered voters. Harris County, which we said earlier, sent applications to all of its two point four million registered voters last year. Vote right there, send it back in the mail or go to a drop box. And a lot of counties sent applications to voters who are sixty-five and older. But now they can't do that because I don't know why the state government doesn't want them to. We're going to get to that. It also prohibits specific counties from using public funds to facilitate unsolicited distribution of ballot applications by third parties. What does that mean? What does this mean? Local groups, like get out the vote groups, they sent out ballot. They were able to send out ballot applications from, because they got ballot applications from the counties so they could send out to register voters. Now, they can't do that because, I don't know. Voters also must provide their driver's license number or the last four digits of their social security number when requesting a mail-in ballot, and they must also provide that information when they return those envelopes containing their ballots. So, you yeah, got to make sure it's you, please. It also limits those who qualify for a mail-in ballot based on a disability. So in Virginia last year, and now going forward, you can, you can request a mail-in ballot for any—you you don't need a reason, because why do you? In Texas, you're going to have to have a reason, and now they're limiting the reasons you can have. So it requires voters to be certain— Certain— that they will not be capable of voting in person based on their condition from either illness, injury, medical confinement, ordered by a medical professional or mental or physical disability, if you have one of those. In Virginia, I could just say, I want one. And I fill out the information and they'll give it to me. That's what I did for the primary, which is next week. Oh, how about that? See, it, there's a Virginia, I, for- I totally forgot about that. There's a democratic primary in virginia last week they're not doing the convention like the republicans did where only a couple thousand people across the state could vote because i think they were scared of trump and heels winning but the democrats are letting everyone vote so you know how about that there's a little difference there the bill also allows partisan poll watchers partisan i'm a republican poll watcher to be near enough to see or hear election activity and allows them free movement within a polling place except for voting stations when ballots are being filled out so they can go anywhere i love trump oh hey who are you voting for they can do that in texas you probably bring your guns to a polling place too in texas knowing them shoot everybody these are not sandra's facts the bill also requires the texas secretary of state to monitor county voter rolls to ensure that the number of registered voters is not equal to or greater than the number of people who would be eligible to register. makes sense, right? However, this is being complicated because there is a lack of real-time data on the number of people eligible to register because it changes every day. People move. They turn 18. They naturalize. They become citizens. That's changing, and we don't have – in Texas, at least, and probably everywhere – They don't have real-time data, so you might get more registered voters than what your role says because your role is outdated. Then it causes chaos. The bill, last thing, the bill also imposes a $1,000 fine each day on local election officials who do not update their voter rolls in a prescribed manner. They have to do it specifically to what the state says. And it imposes criminal penalties on election workers who obstruct poll watchers. So now... We can get all the trumpies in there saying i'm a poll watcher get out of my way in texas you can that's what's in senate bill seven too many facts now it's not as egregious as that georgia bill or what they because the house and the senate in texas actually came together over the last week behind closed doors and negotiated that bill and apparently there was some crazy stuff that they left out so this could have been worse but it's still pretty bad so you know it's bad because they don't have any justification for this well they have poor justification so they say here's what they say there's a house representative named briscoe kane who introduced the bill in the house and he was in the house was on the house floor taking questions and he struggled to provide justification for why the bill was being introduced several almost all of the republicans have the knowledge that there were no major incidents during the 2020 election we went over this months ago there was nothing uh, Fact. and if there was wouldn't you see it by now wouldn't we hear about it no there wasn't actually there was something apparently these people were trying were using their grandma's names and voting for trump so there you go there was like two of them and they're in jail <laughs> there you go. Said the Republicans are arguing that the bill's not about the 2020 election and the big lie. That's what they call it the big lie, because it is a lie. That's being perpetuated by our boy. Oh, our boy. He made an appearance, Donnie Boy, which we all know is not true. If you follow the facts on this podcast, you know it's not true. Instead, they say it's about election integrity and standardizing elections throughout the state well that doesn't make any sense because apparently nothing went wrong and you're going to acknowledge nothing went wrong especially the state of texas where nothing went wrong huh and trump won he won in texas and the uh cornyn the senator but no they Well, actually the 2020 election was the closest a democrat had gotten to winning in texas for president since 1976, I think, is when Jimmy Carter won Texas. You know, they're kind of scared now because they're losing voters. So what happens next? Well, oh, we brought him up. Greg Abbott, remember him? The governor. We called him a loony boy. Well, there's going to be a special session coming up that the bill's most likely going to pass. But the governor has threatened to veto Article 10 of the state budget now what is article 10 article 10 funds the legislative branch which so if he withheld if he vetoed article 10 that would withhold pay from all the members of the texas legislature all of them republicans too it doesn't make any sense like i don't that doesn't make any sense to me because he can't do the line item veto that's not that's not a law he'd have to veto the whole thing So how would Republicans like that? Because now they're not getting any money, too. And that's the only reason they're in this is for the power and the money. Like, I mean, come on. It's a fact. I don't think that's going to work out too well. We're going to see, though, because Texas is an interesting case, because it's the largest state that this is happening in now, because it's happening in other states, too. So this is according to the Brennan Center and CNN. There have been 14 states that have enacted restrictive voting bills. We all know about Georgia. Florida, DeSantis, Ronnie. Terrible. But did you know that they have also passed these bills in Montana, Indiana, Utah, Kentucky, oh, Arkansas, Wyoming, Oklahoma, Idaho, Kansas, Alabama, and Arizona. That's 14 states. Texas wasn't even on there. Texas would be 15. 14 states where these people have been brainwashed or... They just want to hold on to power for as long as they can so they're going to restrict people from voting like Rick, we talked about it remember george's bill that they passed back in march this is what they george's bill created this domino effect it was probably the worst one of all Because the Georgia bill cut down early voting hours, it criminalized the passing out of food or drinks to voters in line. Like what in the world? Why would you do this to me? It required election officials to count ballots nonstop after the polls closed. You gotta do it now. It shrunk the absentee ballot request window. It shrunk the nine-week runoff period to four weeks. Oh, because remember that the runoff for the Senate, the Senate (laughs) control, the Senate was on the line. In Georgia, and they had those two runoffs, and Democrats hadn't won statewide elections in Georgia since federal statewide elections in Georgia since 1992 or 96. And Trump goes down there, he says, You gotta vote for these guys, even though he lost, and they both lose. So then Democrats take the Senate. So now they're limiting, because it was a nine week runoff period, now it's gonna be four weeks. They're also limiting mobile polls, such as mobile voting buses, to emergency use only, because in Atlanta, They use these buses as mobile voting stations to bring the polls to people. How about that? But now you can't do that anymore. And among other things, like there's tons of stuff we didn't even get to. Like in the Texas bill, there's probably other things that they have too, which are probably bad. So in total, how about this? Here comes a fact. In 48 state legislatures, 48 states, there have been restrictive voting bills that have been introduced. Like they haven't passed because sensible people but they have been introduced in 48 states with the exceptions of delaware and vermont so what's going on here who is behind these bills because it's getting wild and it's getting undemocratic and we all know that but who is supporting these people well we know it's our boy db but there's another group that you may have heard of that is very eager to enact these reforms to our elections Ever heard of this? The Heritage Foundation. Oh, I know. Gasps. The Heritage Foundation's Heritage Action has led the charge across the country to undermine our democracy. Whoa. Oh, I got something big for you here. So in this was from the Heritage Foundation's 2021 Leadership Conference in a leaked video. It got leaked. We found it. The Executive Director of the Heritage Action, Jessica Anderson. Jess told very wealthy donors there that the work they're doing will quote right the wrongs of november unquote well what what went wrong in november oh i don't know and Anderson also said that the foundation wrote 19 provisions for the bill in texas and promised those donors that the texas governor would quickly sign that bill and she made these statements a month before the bill was introduced in the house like this bill was introduced a while ago and she made these statements way earlier in the year so they they're behind this but they've been doing this for years man they have been working heritage foundation remember that they've been working behind the scenes since 1973 is when they were created and they They were especially emboldened by the Supreme Court ruling on Citizens United in 2010. That unleashed all this dark money into our elections. And of course, a few years ago, the Supreme Court gutted the Voting Rights Act because John Roberts said, racism isn't a thing anymore. So there you go. And in 1980, oh my gosh, the co-founder of the Heritage Foundation, Paul Weyrich, said, quote, I don't want everybody to vote, unquote. That's what they're saying. Maybe some people should vote. Maybe some people shouldn't be office. Tommy Tuberville doesn't know the three branches of government. Like, seriously. That's <laughs> the executive, the Senate, and the House. That's what he said. Yikes! Washington best article. Go look it up. That's Ivy. <laughs> I don't want everyone to vote. Huh. That sounds very Democratic, don't you think? Sanders sex. You're spreading lies. So, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Because our democracy is in trouble. We all know it. So they're trying to take these bills to court. You know, progressive groups. But I don't know, because the Supreme Court being the way it is, I mean, okay, you've got Handmaid's Tale Girl, and if you don't know what that is, look it up, and you've got the guy who really likes beer, I, and then you've got a guy who doesn't think racism is prevalent anymore. I, who knows? So the probably the best chance we've got is passing through Congress, and seeing how things have gone in these last few months, that doesn't look like a big chance. There's there's a plent, plenty of obstacles in the Senate. So the bill that the bill that they Democrats have proposed, which has passed the House, is the For the People Act or Senate Bill One, which you may have actually they have commercials for it on TV. Like if you watch cable news or something, you'll see a commercial about it. This is the bill that would expand voting rights, universal mail-in voting for everybody, drop boxes everywhere, voting rights, early voting, all that stuff. Plus, I think it wants to put D.C. as a state. The, for the pe- It's a huge bill, which we'll actually go into on another week. We'll go in-depth, because it's got a ton of stuff in there. Plus, it would negate all these voting rights laws from the states, because top federal, bottom state. That's how it works. That's a fact! In the United States. The Constitution, if, if you want to fight me on that, Zener's facts. So this, this bill would be the largest expansion of voter rights that we've seen since the Voting Rights Act of 1965, which was put in place by our guy, President Lyndon B. Johnson. OBJ, how about that? However... How about that? Probably not going to happen. Oh, why? Because there's something called... In the Senate, there's something called a filibuster. The filibuster requires there to be 60 votes needed to pass a bill in the Senate. Actually, you only need 51 votes to pass a bill in the Senate. But to advance debate on a bill on the floor, you need 60 votes. That's the filibuster. And there are two senators who have a love affair so to speak, with the filibuster. Their names, we all know them, our boy Joey Boy, Manchin, Joe Manchin from West Virginia, Kristen Cinema from Arizona. It doesn't look like the filibuster's going anywhere. Even after what happened last week, the bipartisan January 6th commission, a 9-11 style commission to actually f- discover what happened on January 6th, and the Republicans said no. So then we didn't get it. Because we didn't have 60 votes. But we had like 55. But Joe Manchin said, Eh, I don't think so. Even though he, he he you know called out all the people who didn't vote for the bill and said, You are evil, anti-American. And yet, you're not going to do anything about it, Joey B. Joey M. Manchin from West Virginia. Oh, people have gotten angry at him. They say he should be a Republican. He ain't no Republican. he's a democrat though goodbye but he comes from west virginia so he's got yeah west virginia one of the most conservative states in the country because the republicans keep promising them that coal's gonna come back coal ain't coming back and they don't have any education so you know issues there but i mean the filibuster fight me big issue plus manchin actually said the bill is too broad and partisan even though he has he himself has endorsed plenty of their proposals that are in the bill in the past he says it's too broad too partisan he keeps wanting bipartisanship and now i gotta rail about the filibuster because mansion continually claims he does not support weakening or removing the filibuster because we need to give the minority a say we can't just let the majority jam through all the stuff and it's what It protects what the founders intended for the Senate to be. Both. Wrong. Liar! First off, why should the minority be given such a high power that allows them to stop any advancement of legislation by the majority simply by saying these two words or even proxying them? I don't know what a proxy is. Or emailing. The two words. I filibuster. It used to be you had to go up and talk for 10 hours in front of the senate to filibuster now you can just say i filibuster and they don't move on that bill for the day and then you go to the next day and they say i filibuster again and you could do that for years years and years and years and years and, years. and that's what they're gonna do that's what they just did slow down buddy and what they're gonna try to do with all the other stuff that their democrats are trying to pass which they're not gonna be able to because they only have 50 votes if all the Democrats voted for the fil- to get rid of the filibuster or weaken it, they'd probably be able to pass the stuff. Apparently, that's not going to happen. So, this minority-majority thing—why should the minority be in power? Let's do some simple math here. Actually, morning, morning. It's well, I like doing it. But let's do some math here. Let's combine the vote totals for the last three election cycles where Senate seats have been on the ballot. So since an election cycle is every two years and senators hold their seats for six years, that makes sense, right? So the 2016, the 2018, the 2020 elections, let's count up how many votes the parties got in Senate races. Sanders facts. So in 2016, Democrats got 51,315,969 votes, 53%. Compared to Republicans who got 40,841,717 votes, 42% yeah and trump won that year apparently electoral college 2018 democrats got 52,224,867 votes 58 percent of the vote compared to republicans who got 34,687,875 votes 39 percent of the vote and the republicans still held control of the senate that year and in 2020 Republicans got 39,834,647 votes, 49%, compared to the Democrats, who actually only got 38,011,916 votes, and 47% of the vote. Now, this could be easily explained because three of the four largest states in the country by population didn't have an assed election. The only one was Texas. I mean, Texas, come on. Cornyn won by 10 points. So let's add those up. Good facts! In that span, Democrats received... Senate votes. They got 55% of the vote. Spoiler. Republicans in that same span got 115,364,239 votes. Yep. And yet we still think the Republicans should have a say when they're in the minority and their base continues to shrink. I'll get to that. Second off. The filibuster was created in 1806. This was not the creation of the founders. This was Vice President Aaron Burr, ah, uh, Hamilton, advocating for it. And it was a mistake, too, that they did this. They removed from the Senate rules a provision that allowed a simple majority to force a vote on an underlying question being debated. And it was actually, they only enacted the 60-vote filibuster back in the 1970s, I believe. Before that, it was two-thirds so it was 66 votes for a while there once we got 50 states and throughout its history the filibuster has been used to block major civil rights legislation and also the admitting of states how about this did you know this here it comes the admitting of california was filibustered in 1850 they got it through you know and Kansas was filibustered in 1857. Oh, they filibustered Kansas. Hey, they got it through. Kansas apparently took a while. That was a whole war thing that they had to go through in Kansas. So, and after the Civil War, civil rights bills, deploying federal troops in southern states, and repaying income taxes in the south, those were all blocked by the filibuster. And it was Democrats, too, because Democrats were the southern party of slavery and racism back then was what the democrats were and also in the 1900s anti-lynching bills in 1922 and 1935 those were filibustered those stuff we're still trying to pass today anti-lynching bills in fact the civil rights legislation that was meant to pass in the 1800s was not passed until the 1950s or 60s because of the filibuster in fact the civil rights act of 1965 was almost blocked by the filibuster it only got 71 votes it needed 66 or 67 it only got 71 because they got 27 republicans that's when they switched and republicans became the segregationist racist party and that almost got blocked it just makes you think what would the early 1900s late 1800s in this country have looked like? if we were able to pass civil rights legislation back after the civil war that allowed for equal rights regardless of your skin color but we didn't have those until the 1950s because of the filibuster i know that's a big fact so i don't understand this because jim mansion, our boy is also trying to revive he says The filibuster revives bipartisanship as we keep the filibuster in place. That doesn't make any sense. The Republicans just blocked the January 6th commission. They don't care. Mitch McConnell said, I'm going to make Barack Obama one-term president. I'm going to stop Joe Biden's legislative priorities. He doesn't care. They don't care. All they want is to be in power. And when they're not in power, they're just going to obstruct. Because Joe Manchin and the filibuster lets them. sanders facts facts! where does that leave us there's your filibuster rant so without a filibuster breaking majority i don't see it i don't i don't think there's any chance there well there is no chance for expansive voting rights to pass through congress because you could even get a murkowski elisa murkowski or susan collins to vote for it and it wouldn't matter because you need 60 votes you couldn't even get 10 republicans to vote for that commission Like a bunch of them are complaining that it was Antifa now. Well, wouldn't you like to find out if it was Antifa, you know, through the commission? Oh, they got, they, you know, they were like, oh, oh," they got scared. (laughs) I, I guess not. So, unless the Texas Democrats can find a way to stop the passing of Senate Bill 7, and I don't know, that was pretty creative, that walkout. I mean, that was, I got, you know, that was pretty cool. So maybe they'll find something, I don't know, but it looks like it's going to become law because Greg Abbott is horrible. In the end, I mean, in the end, we've got to do something about these laws because they disincentivize voting, they make it harder to vote early, they limit hours the polls polls are open, and they make it easier for election results to be overturned, which they wanted to do this year. And there's a bunch of people, like in Georgia, legislators who are running for the Secretary of State's office who wanted to overturn the results of the election because their boy didn't win because they are whiny and all they want is power and they want donny boy because they think it's going to give him power even though you know the republic it doesn't make any sense the republicans became the first party since the ninth since the 1930s hubert hoover the 20s and 30s, to lose the House, the Senate, and the White House in four years. They had them in 2016. They were gone in 2020. This makes absolutely no sense. First party in 80, 90 years. So I don't understand. I mean, these laws are a threat to undermine our democracy. They limit who can vote. What did I say that guy? I don't even remember his name. The Heritage Foundation founder. What did I say he said? He said I don't want everyone to vote. And mainly minorities. They don't want minorities to vote. It's all part, it's all a part. Sanders Facts, if you take anything away from this podcast, listen to this. It's all a part of the plan by Republicans to keep a hold of power as long as they can without changing their positions by moving farther to the right when the country is moving to the left and the center even as their base of supporters continues to shrink this is their last chance grasp at power the way they are currently structured and apparently it's working and in 2024 when the election results come in And a Democrats won the state of Georgia or Texas. The apparently the legislators can just say, no, 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 you didn't. And they flip it. They are trying to disincentivize voting. Because they don't want your vote to matter. First off, the Electoral College doesn't make your vote matter very much. I gotta do a whole podcast on the Electoral College, too. We've got a ton of podcasts to get to. What a somber note to end this podcast. But it's true. Like, that's all they're doing it for. I don't know. That's it. Sanders Facts is done. Episode 18. Thank you all for listening. Sorry to end on a a somber, angry note. But it's true. That's what's happening. And they're just letting him get away with it. Like, seriously. The Democrats in Congress need to, like, build a backbone. One party is anti-democratic right now. They want it to be so that Democrats could get 70% of the vote and they would still be in power. Like, that's what they want. Because they don't want to stop being racist or white supremacists or Mitch McConnell, Mr. Turtle. He doesn't want to leave his shell. I don't know. That's it. Sanders Facts. Episode 18. Thank you all for listening. And remember, if you like the podcast, maybe. I don't know how you could like that. But if you want to support the podcast because you liked it, Remember, click that follow or subscribe button. I don't know what it's called. Click the download button on on this episode. If you're going to do anything, click the download button, please. People, help support the podcast. Rate the podcast. Review the podcast. Five stars. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Instagram's the place where we're building it up, people. We are going full gram. We're rolling. And remember, the most important thing besides downloading spreading the facts tell all your friends xander this week talked about voting rights oh well maybe i'll check it out oh go tell your friends go put it on your social media pages xander's facts podcast that's gonna do it that is a wrap on episode 18 of the xander's facts podcast thank you all for listening once again and we'll see you all next week Thanks goodness that's over.